What's up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy Hunter here from Film Nerd TV, and tonight we're doing another episode of Nerd News. I am joined. Oops, my camera. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Chance Ellison. How's it going, brother? What's up, man? Heading back for Nerd News Season 2. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, season, season dos. Season 2. And uh, and tonight we actually have a third panelist, ladies what, and gentlemen. Is it the two of us this time? Huh? It's not just the two of us this time? Oh, no, it's not. We have one more. The Red Ranger himself, oh, wow. RJ. How's it going, brother? What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm good, man. Just trying to get over this sickness. Got a full week of work going on, but I'm ready to talk about some nerdy stuff. Yeah, let's get nerdy. All right, so let's get into our stories. So uh, for those of you who's watching this, we go over some you know nerdy news topics. It could be comic books, video games, CVs, all, all kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. let's get into it. We have a bunch of miscellaneous news because we haven't done this show in quite a while, but... Let's let's, let's 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 go up to the top. First of all, uh, this is what I want to address. First of all, so uh, acclaimed actress and director Jodie Foster, as you know, she I'm not sure what she was getting an interview for, but she was getting an interview and she gave a statement on pretty much the state of filmmaking today. She pretty much said, uh, "I the biggest takeaway she said like big blockbusters are ruin are essentially ruining the public." And she concluded her statement with the word, I don't want to make $200 million movies about superheroes. Time in a second. Let me just say, first of all, Jody, if you don't like comic movies, that's fine. If you would just like, I don't like superhero movies, and just left it at that, you wouldn't be catching as much heat as you are right now. But the fact that you are essentially insulting the audience who love these movies, which I think it's all three of us, which, by the way, just speaking for me, I've seen comic movies that are better than anything you've ever directed. Yep. But, you know, it's one thing to not like something. It's another thing to just insult the audience who does. So, uh, Hunter, what, do you, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, about well, this actually, show? let's start with RJ since he is our yeah, guest tonight. Uh, well, here's the thing. Do I appreciate her comments? No. <laughs> no. Do I agree no. with her comments? I have to say slightly yes. It's it is an unfortunate thing. It's look, it is shown in the past years, every year, movie sales are going down. There's a reason for that. And it might be the blockbusters because people aren't encouraged really to go to the movies for regular movies anymore. Unless you're an avid film lover, most of the time it's just too expensive nowadays. So you wait for the movies that are actually like, dude, this is going to be an event. Like the superhero movies because the superhero movies are now learning. If we make our movies like comics, if we make them actually make sense with each other, make them all related, it makes it more interesting for the audience. And it has and it proves it. But that's the bad side to it. Now, if people have to go see a movie that has nothing else to do with what else they're watching, most regular going movie audiences don't care enough to go see it. Right. It's, it's a sad fact. It's my opinion. And it's it's kind of for me, too. I, I myself, it is very hard for me to convince myself to go watch a movie that does not have some kind of continuity universe or anything like that to go out of my way and spend the 10 to $15 it's going to take to go watch a movie. So what you're so, saying, 
Kansas you did not see Baby Driver this summer. I actually did it. I did not get the chance to go see it. Oh, wow. I, I, I regret it, but just <laughs> with how, how busy life can be and just sometimes, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like how people say you got your priorities. And right now in this age of comic book movies and blockbusters, they're the priority. And some other movies, unfortunately, fall by the wayside. And I feel bad sometimes because I feel like, man, like these movies that I hear do so good don't do well at the box office. Maybe I should have gone out and bought a ticket, but I didn't. I can do about it at that point. Right. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Hunter, what what do you think, buddy? Um, I'm at two fronts here. One, I am a, I'm a big fan of the combat movies, Star Wars, the big blockbuster movies. I can see where she's coming from, but she should have worded it so much better. Yeah. Like, the wording. wording on her the part. wording forgot me. You should not say that a particular movie is ruining people and they shouldn't go out to see this. Now, I understand if you don't like comic movies and you don't want to make them. By the way, no one asked you to make them. We never said, hey, Joey Foster, make a comic movie. No, we're not, we're not asking you to do that, Joey. Just because we no, we're it. not. We don't want that. You're allowed to have your opinion, but don't judge people who want to go out and support these big blockbuster movies who want to go see them, which is what I feel like she did in, in her statement. She's like, oh, it's ruining them. You know, they shouldn't go out and do it. And I'm just like, I don't want people to tell me what to do. I agree with RJ where he's like, you know, the blockbusters, you're more entitled, you're more, you know, incensed to go out and see it. Enticed. That was the word you were looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, But to me, like, I kind of agree and not with you, RJ, because like, I do agree on the fact that the big blockbusters have more people going out to see it. And, you know, maybe those people who like this movie didn't go out to see the smaller movies. I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about this one because, again, like I said, the wording is what really got to me, not the message. The message I kind of agree with, but I feel like she shouldn't blame or put judgment on people who like going to see the big blockbuster movies. Yeah, like, what I will say is, I get what you're trying to say, because, like, I think, at a sense, she's right, because we do, as a society, put more focus on these like, big, huge summer blockbusters, and, you know, some of the times, those movies can be great, like, they can be phenomenal, but, you know, you also need, you also need to, you know, there are also, like, little indie movies that also need your support, too, mm-hmm. but don't insult the fan base, like, something I've always said on this show and I've, I've been on record on the show saying many times, I don't like anime. Yeah. I think anime. But I would never insult the fans who do like anime just because I don't. Speaking of anime. <laughs> Talk to me sometime. Let me, let me give you a list. I might be able to persuade you. <laughs> you might. Let me give you a list. Who knows? Like, yeah. Like I, I, but I'm not, I'm not going to call RJ. I'm not going to call RJ, you know, a corporate shill because he likes anime. Yeah. I'd be the opposite. (laughs) 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 All right. So, yeah, Jodie Foster, you you can have your opinion on filmmaking in general. Just don't insult the fans because that's well. Which is actually, speaking of that, that's my uh, New Year's resolution 
is to go out and see more indie movies. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch Baby Driver in theaters. I was going to. I just didn't have the money to go see it. I caught it on Blu-ray and DVD, and I absolutely love that movie. It sucks that I didn't go out and see it in theaters. My resolution is to try and mix in some indie movies or some small-budget movies along with the big blockbusters. Right on, right on. All right, let's move on to our next story. Uh, we had some trailer goodness drop. <laughs> of course, we had Slender Man, which, of course, is based off the Slender Man, you know, the whole Slender Man myth and, of course, the video game. Uh, this trailer dropped. It's coming out, I believe, this year. It's directed by Sylvain White. People might know from The Losers. Uh, let's start with uh, Hunter first. Hunter, what do you think of this trailer? All right, so this is where I'll stand with this trailer. The opening, I thought, was pretty good. You know, it's it set a good dark tone, like a great horror tone. Towards the middle is where I, I feel like they started showing a little too much for a teaser trailer. Um, but this is this is way off the spectrum of what I thought a Slender Man movie would be about. Now, sorry guys, I have a. <clears throat> um, if you guys know the story of uh, Beyond, uh, Beware the Slender Man, the documentary on HBO about the uh, the two little girls who mur- who attempted to murder and sacrifice that one of their friends for Slender Man, who they believe was was Slender Man. I thought they were going to go more of a fictional route towards that, which I think that that would have been amazing to see. But this one seems to be going on a lot of the lore and a lot of the fan- the fantasy side of the creepypasta, the Slender Man myths. And if you look at it like that, this trailer was pretty good, but I do feel like they showed a little too much. They gave away a little too much of the plot points going into it, but that's just me. Okay. Uh, we'll go to our, I'll go to our resident chicken, RJ, <laughs> last, but I'm going to go first. Uh, I, I, I was actually an avid player of the Slender Man video game. I think that's kind of like – I think that's kind of – it's a great example of a great – it's a simple game. But it's actually it uses that simplisticness to be very effective and actually trying to be a very effective horror game. Watch this trailer and made me realize how little I actually know about Slender Man, because I didn't know what was going on in this trailer. Like it's honestly like a mishmash of horror movies I've seen before. Like I like I see you see a little ring, you see a little grudge, you see a little bye-bye man, which nobody should copy from at all. Like I don't I don't know I don't know what this movie is. Like it looks like one of those cheap January horror movies, and yeah, I'm I'm not looking for I'm not entirely looking forward to this. I'm really curious, and I hope it's good because the one shot I actually do like is when you actually see the Slender Man. Because yeah, the trailer does nothing to actually unless you <coughs> actively explore. This trailer does nothing to convey that this is a Slender Man movie aside from that last shot in the trailer. So yeah, like if, if you're trying to sell this to people who are, don't like know the lore entirely, you're not doing a very good, effective job. So yeah, that's the trailer. RJ, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> cluck cluck, because I ain't going to see this movie <laughs> at I saw, all. I saw his reaction live. It was the funniest shit ever. Like, no. Why do people do this to themselves? Like, I just I don't understand. Why would you want to sit through an hour and a half of that? Like. 
why the chick stabbed herself in the eye why would i do that why would i want to see that be done to a person i don't care how bad the visual effects are why do i want to see that why do i want to see this creepy humanoid figure walking in the forest when you know she she looks in the tree and he's in the distance and she goes back you know he's gonna be right there when you look back again why don't you run why did you lock yourself in the house go where there are people this is ridiculous Jeez, I'm not gonna see this movie. Rent over. Okay, yeah, that, that was good. That was good. Uh, we let's to... end up there. Yeah, let's. Uh, so, in summary, the trailer did its job, and it scared me. I ain't gonna go see this movie. Let's stop this. Yeah, this this is made for like the, this is made for like those teenagers who like like these scary movies. Like, yeah. my sister, my sister's one of those people. She she's in this whole like horror movie, this horror movie kick. And this like but I do of, have to agree with Chance. I, I still don't know what this movie's about. I just I just know I'm not going to see it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Chance, look up the documentary on HBO, uh, Beware of the Slender Man. Yeah. Really good documentary. By the way, uh, there's actually a petition to not release this movie from the father of one of the perpetrators of that crime. Uh, but it's weird. It's, it's the person, it's the father of the person who actually did it. You know who hasn't said anything about this movie? <laughs> the victim... Or her family. Yeah. They haven't said anything. The documentary well, the is really good, though. It's really well done. But it looks kind of obvious that, like, it's not about that. that, that no, it's this not. movie gave me no yeah, indication that they're trying to do, like, a dramatization of what happened. Yeah, I know. I'm just telling him if, if he wanted to have a good Slenderman documentary, that's one of them. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm talking about the petition. Like, y'all try to make a petition when this isn't about you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it isn't about your kid. It's about what your kid claimed she was doing it for. Claimed to see. It's not actually about your kid. Yeah. So you need to calm down. All right, well. <laughs> Take a Xanax and just chill. All right. Uh, with that, RJ, let's, let's move on. Uh, so Ridley Scott, when talking about all the money in the world this week, talked about the fact that he had an idea for a Blade, for Blade Runner 3. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Blade Runner 2049 or not, but no? Okay, well, let me tell you, without giving too much away, it does open the door for part three. But what I will say is, I don't want Ridley Scott doing this. Just because he's shown in recent years with things like Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I actually like Covenant. Covenant, I actually enjoyed. Yeah, look, I like I like Covenant when it was an alien prequel, not a Prometheus sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> but I mean, but also like I do love Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and that's because it was felt like Denis Villeneuve's vision, felt like what he wanted a Blade Runner movie to be, and also Ridley Scott had creatively not much input on that movie. He was a producer, which means he didn't have to do he didn't have to do much. And he he's th- he's talking about coming back and doing a full Blade Runner three, which by the way I don't think can happen because Blade Runner Blade Runner twenty forty nine wasn't exactly the biggest hit. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, what what do you have to say about all this? <laughs> well, I'm coming in completely clean. Haven't seen the first Blade Runner. Haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh. So I don't really care. To be honest. Shame. Hey, do not shame me from Game of Thrones, mister. 
We'll get, we'll get to Game of Thrones later. But keep going. Yes. So I really have nothing to say about this because I haven't seen either one of them. And I'm ready to get crucified by the internet. Come on, man. You need to, you need to watch Blade Runner. It's a classic. Uh, RJ. I heard it was really boring. It's not. <laughs> it's it's boring. Okay, I'm going to sound like a douche if I'm saying this. It's boring if you have a short attention span or you, you're not into high concept sci fi. Okay, so I would hate it, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yes, you would hate it. <laughs> because I do know you. I don't know what I'm asking. Uh, RJ, any, any input you have on Blade Runner 3? Uh, go ahead and ring the shame bell at me, too. I haven't seen either of them either. Yes! God not long! Shame. From my, if, if you remember my infamous drunk match, that oh, was the yeah. only question I missed. It was a Blade Runner question. Yep, I forgot. That's right. I was close, though. I knew it had something to do with the rain. <laughs> the infamous drunk match. I have to look that one up now. Biggest takeaway, do not uh, – biggest takeaway, you guys should watch Blade Runner. And, yeah, uh, Ridley Scott, stop talking. That's 2049. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was fantastic. I just didn't go see it. <laughs> it's one of my movies of the year. All right. Well, well then, moving on. A story that you guys might be more well-versed in. So uh, we've known that an Animaniacs reboot has been happening for a little while. Well, now we have some more details. We know that the show is going to Hulu – up for two for not one but two seasons and it's set to premiere in the in 2020. Steven Spielberg is coming back to executive produce, although we have no word on whether or not the original cast is coming back. Uh, RJ, you're a little you know, you're a little older than us. Did you watch Animaniacs and what do you think of this story? I'm sorry, do I need to pull up my Hulu list and show you that I just added Animaniacs because they just added that shit? I love Animaniacs. How dare you, sir? I don't care how much older I am than you. Animaniacs is one of the greatest cartoons of all time. I love Animaniacs. It's one of my favorite cartoons ever. I, just, I love that like, theme song. Greatest theme song ever. The I've met Animaniacs. He's the coolest guy. He did Yakko's voice for me because I told him that was my favorite role of his. So uh, what, do you, what do you have to say about this Animaniacs reboot? I love that. I just, I, I don't know how to feel. I I I, like, I, I love that man. I am like just quotes <coughs> of mighty cartoons have not worked. It's just it doesn't work. Like I get it. It's Steven Spielberg coming back, and if they get the original voice catch, which I'm sure they will, because they all still work and they would all still love to do it. It's just that that style of comedy just doesn't work anymore. I disagree. It's just, I disagree there. I, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I can watch Animaniacs and feel the nostalgia, but it doesn't hit me like it did when I was a kid. It doesn't. It doesn't resonate the same way. I enjoy it for the nostalgia fact now, not because of its actual humor. Like, <coughs> like it's back then, the humor was new. In, in, in a way of like how they did all the all the pop culture references, all the all the adult jokes that they snuck in there, that's all now. I mean, we have to me, adult cartoons ruined that for us. It's not new. It's not fun anymore to do that. It's the norm. So bringing Animaniacs back to do it, I, I don't know how to feel. 
I don't know if it's going to feel the same way about it when it was new and it was taking a chance and a risk. Right. I mean, okay. not that cartoon had not done it before, but Animaniacs were way more obvious about their jokes. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to Hunter. Hunter. Do you um, like Animaniacs? What do you think about the story? I watched a few episodes on and off. I mean, you know, when I was channel suffering channel surfing i find an episode and watch it i i enjoyed it man the pop culture references for the time worked now maybe not so much i need to go back and revisit it but i'm again with rj i'm conflicted because on one hand it would be cool to see them come back in a reboot and especially with all the pop culture references they could bring out and all the all the jokes they could make and Especially with like all the movie studios and like Warner Brothers making fun of them, making fun of Disney, Fox, you know, I could see it working, but again, it all depends on how they go by doing this show. If they make it for fans and newbies, it could work, or you could go completely newbie and completely squash like Teen Titans Go. No, Which, by the way, fuck Teen Titans Go. go. Yeah, fuck Teen Titans Go. Um, I will I don't fight know. you on Teen Titans Go. I will fight you on that. That show like sucks, RJ. I enjoy the hell out of Teen Titans Go. Well, you also like Gordy, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Why do I like Gordy? What was wrong with Gordy? <laughs> we can talk about Gordy later. Like, get back to Animaniacs. But again, I'm gonna go on the side of I'm excited for, especially for someone who hasn't watched the entire show and has watched you know a few episodes here and there and you know actually heard of it and actually like you know kind of enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing what a reboot of Animaniacs would look like. Okay, uh, as far as me, I'm a massive, massive fan. Of Animaniacs, as well as all Steven Spielberg's cartoons, and like they were before my time, so I had to go back. I had to go back and like watch them again. And like, yeah, granted, you have to know what's going on at that time to get some of the humor. But as someone, if you're like me and you're like obsessed with like past culture, mm-hmm. it works for you. I feel like I feel like that <laughs> comedy still work. It could be still as frantic and still as zany. But and like, think about like. I, Going on today, the stuff they, the stuff they could, they, you know, the stuff they could make fun of, the stuff they could bring reference to, they could push boundaries that they weren't able to push back then. And uh, you know, I, I'd be skeptical too if it weren't for a little show called Ducktales. Ducktales, I felt out, but the reboot of Ducktales is it's that is so good. Like, it's better than I thought a reboot of Ducktales would ever be because it's 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 both modern, it's retro, it's new, it's fresh. Yep. It's everything. Like, it's so good. I feel like we take a similar take with Animaniacs. The show, the show could be great. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I have to wait to see. Granted, I do think they need the original cast because the, they are so synonymous with those roles, and you, you kind of need those voices back. Yeah. I, I said the same thing about Ducktales, although they brought back new voices, and I, and I still buy it. So I'm gonna wait. I'm holding. I'm reserving judgment until I see some, you know, some concept. Or some, you know, some voice casting news. Uh, overall, I am optimistic. Man. Yeah. 
Right, moving on. So, moving on. Toward the end of December, Netflix dropped their movie Bright, which of course was the modern, you know, contemporary fantasy, which starred Will Smith and Joe Edgerton, was directed by David Ayer, written by the infamous Max Landis. Well, there was talk of a sequel, and it's just been confirmed that there will be a sequel. David uh, uh, David Ayer will come back to write and to direct and write this time. Uh, will Smith will be reprising his role in the movie. There's no word of whether or not Joel Edgerton's coming back. Uh, I'll go first with the story. I think I think this is a good idea. Not because I like Bright. That movie is not good. It feels like it's it feels like it's written by a twelve year old. <laughs> oh, so it's not good. Huh? No, so it's not, not good. good. No, not even close. It's you know it's something you watch and you, you feel it feels like there's a good movie trapped in there trying to get out, but underneath all like the just horrible writing and just like strange, strange like over the top character doesn't work. Question though, yeah, can it be fun? Can you sit down and have fun with it? Sure. You can watch it. There's some there's some fun action sequences. The interaction between uh, Will Smith and George can be fun at times, but overall, it's a very disjointed product. I, uh, it try it tries to have a message to it, which doesn't which falls through the back. Uh, but there, I always said there was potential in, and I always say like when you look at movies, bad movies should get sequels too because you look at. An example I point to all the time is the first Star Trek. Star Trek, the motion picture, is one of the most dull, lifeless films I've ever seen in my life. And then from that, we got Star Trek II, which is the, one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. Uh, I'm optimistic. I'm not super hopeful because David Ayer doesn't have the best track record recently. But the sort of, they're already on a shaky foundation. But I hopefully it'll be good. Uh, Hunter, have you seen Brights, and are you looking forward to the sequel? Well, considering I just asked you, is it good? Is it fun? I, have not I don't know why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I do have some thoughts on, as you said, bad movies getting sequels. And I agree. Why should good movies only get sequels? You know? Especially Netflix with, you know, all the risks that they take. I feel like if you're trying to do a sequel of a bad movie, Netflix is a good place to do it from. Um, haven't seen Bright. I don't really have a, a lot of interest in Bright. Trailers haven't caught me. The reviews have thrown me away more. Um, yeah, I just I really don't care about this. You know, if the sequel's good, then you know, you know, all to it. Uh, okay, RJ, uh, you seen Bright, and what, what are your thoughts on the sequel? So um, I did see Bright. I enjoyed it. I do agree that it had some problems, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel for it. Um, like you said, I think the best part of it was the interaction between um, Joe Edgerton and Will Smith. Um, the story did kind of lack a certainness to it, but overall, I don't mind seeing a sequel. But fun story for this movie. This is a shirt I got from Studio ADI, Augmented Dynamics Incorporated. They're the ones who did the visual effects for all the orcs. They made all the orc makeup. Oh, I got wow. to actually go into their warehouse and see all the orc makeup. How they how they made them, how they painted them. It was really cool. That's uh, awesome. So I definitely support this movie because those guys need more work. Like 
They did a they did a fantastic job with the orcs, in my opinion. Yeah, and they getting to see the behind the scenes of it and see them on camera. I like what they did with them. And Joe Joe Edgerton is trying so hard in that movie, but he's just getting let down by a bad script. To me, it looks like a more fantasy version of Men in Black. No, in a quite. way. Huh. No, it's more like it's more like it's more like it's uh, Alien Nation, which is kind of like you know you have the human cop and then you have the cop of another species, and that whole you know dynamic. You're trying to make an allegory for it's a misguided allegory for you know racial dynamic. Yeah. While we're on topic of Netflix movies, though, I did see one that I'm not sure a lot of people would like, but I had so much fun with this movie. It's called The Babysitter. I thought Bella Thorne. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, that, that comedy horror? Yeah. Directed by Mick G. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, oh. but. Oh, dude. But he, King Batch is in it, so I might check it out. It's he makes so, it. It's so much fun, dude. It's gory fun. I laughed through the entire movie. I'll have to check it out. Well, all right. Well, speaking of Netflix, we're still on Netflix stories. <clears throat> so, uh, well, there's a bit of news from me and Hunter. The uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch show that will be going to Netflix has just cast its lead. I thought that was going on CW. I didn't realize it was going on Netflix. No, it's actually going on Netflix. Okay, so they're not tying it up with Riverdale then. No, it is. It's still a Riverdale show. But the thing is, like, Netflix and CW, they kind of have joint custody of Riverdale. Oh. Okay, Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, just because like, like airs on airs on the CW. Uh, it airs on the CW here in America, but over like all over like overseas. Original. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find this woman's name. Give me a second. I literally looked this up right before the show, but I, I forgot the actress's name because I don't know. I don't know who she is. Welcome to the Power of Live. I, I just know she's from Mad Men. Yeah, it's, she's a uh, Sally Draper on. Oh, uh, Kiernan Shipka, who you might recognize. I'm sorry, uh, who people might recognize as from Mad Men. She will be lead, she will be headlining this new show as, uh, of course, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Uh, Hunter, what do you uh, what do you think about all this? Well, first, I didn't realize that uh, you know the Netflix situation, but um, as someone who watches Riverdale, as you know, me and Chance do our uh, reaction or our recap shows, which are coming back on the sixteenth, I believe, correct? Yes, but um. I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched Mad Men, so I'm not sure if she's a good actress and stuff like that. But I'm just, I'm just excited for the Teenage Witch reboot in general. Especially, you know, if it's on Netflix, you can do, you can get away with a little bit more. If it's on, you know, you know, uh, satellite TV or cable. Uh, I'm kind of, I kind of hope we see more of a Riverdale, gritty. Sabrina, which I think we're going to get. So I'm excited. But I don't really have enough on the actress to really say if she's good for the role, bad for the role. 
I know. I'm, I, all I know is I'm excited for this show. Yeah, the thing the thing about it, like I, I do watch Bad Bad. The thing about it, she's she's good on the show, but her character is awful. That's, oh, that's since amazing. writing. Yeah, uh, RJ, do you watch Riverdale or Mad Men? <laughs> um, or did you watch? Um, I didn't watch Mad Men. I have watched the first season of Riverdale, but I don't have TV, so I'm not currently watching the second. Hulu does not simulcast that one. Yeah. So I can't watch it. Uh, and I didn't watch the Breed of Teenage Witch back in the day. So overall, uh, no. I don't like it. Really? Um, kind of another of the reboot things. If they're going to turn the Breed of the Teenage Witch into what Riverdale is, I'm not happy about it. I don't yeah, need that. that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need teen drama in, like, that kind of hardcore teen drama in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I like the teen comedy aspect of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And Riverdale already kind of pissed me off by introducing Josie and the Pussycats. They, they, they kind of did. I didn't like it. I was like, no. Josie and the Pussycats belong no. one group. That's the Scooby Gang. You should have made a live action Scooby-Doo, <laughs> and then you introduced Josie and the Pussycats. And then I would have been okay with it. You introduced <laughs> Scooby-Doo new movies, like back in the day when they had celebrity guests, and they team oh, up with Josie and the Pussycats to kidnap a monster. RJ Rants. Yeah, big, the biggest takeaway we need to have RJ on more episodes of Nerd News. This needs uh, to be a, like a personal segment, just RJ Rants on whatever topic. Right. <laughs> I'm just uh, like I, I don't know how to feel about like she's she's a good looking girl, yeah whatever cool they're gonna make it a teen drama obviously she's got to be hot, she's hot. Well, I mean, hey, hold on, hold on. I'm not sure how old she is, so you may, you may want to retract that statement. <laughs> I'm sure she's gonna be starring as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's at least eighteen. See to me okay. though, she is eighteen, I, so we're, we're okay to say she's hot. Yeah, see, to me, I watched a little bit of the older Sabrina when I was younger. And they can add the drama, and they can also add the comedy. It could be completely different and add a little bit more comedy, more humor than Riverdale does. And, you know, if you add some of the, you know, the witches and the spells and stuff, I think this could be a really good, fun reboot. What this could be, what I'm thinking this might be, this could be what, um, (laughs) The Flash was to Arrow because you know Arrow. Arrow's was, really dark. Yeah, Arrow was so dour and so serious, and that that wasn't a bad thing. I was just the no. show. Then he go to Flash, and it was you know with light. It was. Fun. That's what I think is gonna happen, actually. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Like my biggest reservation about this is that they're introducing magic to the Riverdale universe, which will introduce a whole. I don't think they're gonna connect it to the universe as much as you think they are. They might. Well. They're pushing Greendale a lot this season. Well, so. the location of Greendale is. I don't think you're going to have you know Sabrina show up or any of the cast. I think it's going to stay separate. They can you know go to Greendale. They can do their missions or whatever. I, I think the cast are going to be completely separate. Well, we, we will see. Can, can I just have my Scooby-Doo live-action gang, please? Just <laughs> no. do that. We've had two movies. Yeah, we two had two movies, and they both sucked. We had two theatrical movies and two... TV movies. TV movies. And all of them sucked, except for one, one of them. Legit- like the mystery begins. One a legitimate series. <laughs> That's all I want. 
Is it is it a legitimate series? I want a talking great Dane. I want them to make it happen. I don't want no CG bullshit. You get a real great Dane. He wants a literal dog to start talking. I want that great Dane to know how to speak. (laughs) Speak English, damn it. Okay, you know what? I know how to please RJ. We just need to get Andy Circus to do mocap for Scooby Doo. No, (laughs) that's terrible idea. Well, what do you want, RJ? He wants I an want actual dog. dog. I want a real dog. I want a real great Dane. Now <laughs> jump in like his arms when he is afraid. Okay. okay. That's what I want. That's probably the best episode of Nerd News we've ever done. Enough, enough Scooby. And I want my Titans. Just bring me Titans already. So you know he's already pissing me off. Yes, Titans. Excited for that. We'll talk about that later. Don't get, don't get me started on Titans. But yeah, okay, let's keep going. He, so he doesn't like Titans. I'm not saying. Ah! I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> I haven't seen. I, I can't say I don't like it. I'm just saying this looks this looks kind of stupid. But uh, I digress. Okay, so last Netflix Net, last Netflix story of the day. I swear. So in wake of the Disney Fox deal, uh, Apple is it, it. You know, industry analysts expect that Apple will step in and buy Netflix, which you know, it's could which could that could yield a very lucrative partnership just because you know. Apple is a big Apple's a big part of the streaming games because they have the whole like digital HD, the digital copy thing. And also you gotta think, like Netflix as a business, they are in severe trouble because they are still in like I don't know if it's a billion or trillion, they're still in a ton of debt. And I feel like you attach someone like Apple who can help them kind of carry that, it could it could help it could help Netflix as a whole. And because I do like Netflix as a platform. I do think like they have a lot of creative movies. They have a lot of creative stuff going there. I think as a great platform for like up and coming writers and directors and actors. And I don't, I don't want it to go away because like when Disney starts their new streaming service, as <coughs> a hit. So I feel like these part, a partnership with Apple could be very lucrative for Netflix and Apple at the same time. So uh, RJ, what do you think about Apple possibly buying Netflix? All right, one more rant. Y'all see that little white light Apple has? Nobody watched iRobot? It's a little white light. And one day that light on all your iPhones is going to turn red. And then you're all going to regret having iPhones. And I'm going to sit here with my Android and be like, y'all fucking stupid. I'm sorry for that. lives! <laughs> now, as far as this actual story goes, I understand Netflix debt situation, but I think... Teaming with Apple is a horrible idea. Really? I just see that going bad in so many ways. I can see Netflix exclusively with Apple products starting to charge more because of the fact that it is an Apple-owned thing. Netflix losing even more subscribers because of that fact that it is an Apple-owned product. I work... Okay, I work in an office depot. I get it. I'm not a big technology thing, but I sell computers. And I don't know how many times a day I come in, people come in complaining about Apple. They are not the big thing that they were when they first came out. People are starting to notice that they are like everybody else. They have so much BS when it comes to their products. Netflix doesn't need that negativity attached to them. I, I, I think... Them taming with Apple would be a terrible idea. Okay, well, who knows? I will counter you one though, because you know you say like it's gonna increase the price. The price is gonna like the way Netflix is going, they're just gonna be accumulating debt, so the price is gonna go up anyway. I think with Apple stepping in, 
they could accumulate that debt. So price would actually start going down. And so like, actually, then, I mean, if you look at it, sorry to interrupt you, but if you look at it, if Apple's going to have to try to help Netflix out of debt and spend all that money, they're actually going to increase the price more. So either way, they're going to increase the price no matter what we do. Exactly. It's not going to lower. It's not going to, it's not going to lower. It's going to keep going up. Apple's going to spend more money, so they're going to up the charge of your of your premium service anyway. But also, you got to think like with the whole Disney Fox deal that and them starting their own streaming service. That's a lot of that's a lot of royalties that they won't have to pay anymore. <clears throat> that's probably that's going to help a lot too. And don't get me started on, on fucking net neutrality, okay. motherfucker. No. We can, we can do a whole video on net neutrality. Oh, we can. We shouldn't. Your, your thoughts on Apple possibly buying Netflix? Uh, again, I'm torn. I agree with you, Chance. I agree with you, RJ. Both for different reasons. You must choose. Motherfucker. Pick a side. I don't care. No, to me, the one problem I have is I don't want there to be a, a monopoly on one thing. And that's why, I'm, that's why I'm getting worried. Disney's over here buying properties. Apple's like, I'm going to go here and buy properties also. To the point where we're going to have one service. That's it. Yeah. Now, I understand that Netflix is in trouble. And they need to partner up with somebody. I feel like there are other potential partners other than Apple. But if that's all you have, then of course you're going to do what you know is good for the business. You're going to partner and you're going to help yourself out of debt. I just hope at the end it doesn't cost us, doesn't cost the consumer, because then you're going to lose subscribers even more. Right. And also, like I, I don't want this to like, <laughs> I don't want this to ultimately result in Netflix going away because I do think they're doing something. I love Netflix. Yeah, because like they're doing some interesting stuff, especially with, especially with their original content. Because you have mm-hmm. like not just these up and coming directors, you have these seasoned like veterans like Scorsese and mm-hmm. Matt Reed just signed a multi picture deal, and uh, Dave McKenzie directed mm-hmm. Howard Highwater, was one of, my, one of my favorite movies of twenty sixteen, and so many other people. Black um, Mirror is one of the best shows on Netflix. What? Black Mirror is one of my favorite shows on Netflix as the original yeah. program goes. You have so many people coming to this platform because they can help. <coughs> All right, that's last Netflix story of the day, guys. Right. You said the last one was the last one. No, no. that last one. No, that's what, I, that's what I meant. I meant that last one was the last one. <laughs> okay. The second to last. Okay, uh, next one we have very similar stories. It's uh, TV in 2019, which is looking to be a banner year, uh, with the announcement that the last season of Game of Thrones, in addition to possibly the fourth season of Rick and Morty, will both premiere in 2019. Which, that's a long wait for us fans, but, you know, as someone who loves both of these shows, I'm willing to wait, just because, well, first of all, Game of Thrones, I'm willing to wait, because I'm not entirely ready to say goodbye to Westeros, especially because that season's only going to be six episodes. It's going to be, it's going to be hard, but, hey, the more I can prolong that, the better. And uh, Rick and Morty, I feel like Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon's one of the most creative voices working in television today. And I feel like if he needs time to, I, I don't know why he would, but if he needs time to, you know, write and come up with new ideas for Rick and Morty season four, which as far as animated shows go, doing some of the creative stuff I'm seeing on TV, 
I, I say give them time, which might piss some people off, but I, I say, you know, I'll let the creators create because the last thing I want is rush product. So, uh, uh, Hunter, are you, fa- are you fans of these shows? And, uh, which, what, what would you, what are you more disappointed to hear is coming out in 2019? Rick and Morty or Game of Thrones? Well, on your first question, am I a fan of both of these? I don't know what you're holding. Oh, okay. Oh, bitch. Nice. I love Rick and Morty. I binge watched that that whole series in three days. I love love Game of Thrones. I have a Targaryen shirt in my room. I've watched every season at least twice. Oh, uh, which one am I dis- most disappointed in? Is what you said? That's gonna be wait till twenty nineteen. Yeah. I would probably say disappointed. Probably Game of Thrones. Really? Yes, I am a huge, huge Game of Thrones fan, man. Um, and to see that having to wait another whole another year. Now, don't get me wrong. I want them to. I want them to take their time. But I kind of wish I had it right now. So this <laughs> is where, no spoilers, but this is where shit's going down. This is the Great War. Yeah. And- Holy shit, I'm excited. Rick and Morty, I love that show. But I'll be okay until then because I can rewatch you know old episodes and stuff. The Game of Thrones, man, that is my shit. That's one of my favorite shows of of all time. All right. Uh, RJ, you a fan of these shows? First of all, you a fan of both of these shows? Um, Rick and Morty, unfortunately, um, I just, uh, like, I'm pretty sure I'd enjoy it, but it's just one of those adult cartoons that sometimes I'm just like, eh, I'm not about it right now. Maybe yeah. later I'll check it out. Like, actually, I finally just gave Archer a chance. Really? Oh, I, like Archer. Yeah, I, I did not watch Archer while it was on. I'm actually just catching up, actually catching up on it on Hulu. Excuse check me. out Rick and Morty, RJ. You, you will love it. A lot of I'll do it another time. But jokes. as far as Game of Thrones go, there was a fucking ice dragon. Ice dragon. The wall came down. <laughs> There's gonna be a golden army with elephants, apparently. <laughs> apparently, the dude begging his aunt, and he doesn't even know it. And they ended it. And now we have to wait an entire other calendar year before we even hear when it's going to come out. This is horseshit. <laughs> I agree, damn it. Hey, Benioff, Benioff and Weiss want to develop their uh, confederate, confederate, you know, one of the South of Rise show. So that's but, I mean, I understand. It's only six episodes. They're going to put a lot of effort into those six episodes. We're okay. basically getting six mini-movies, so I understand the time it's going to take. It's sad because you're right. After that, we're saying goodbye to at least that story of Westeros. If they do the spin-offs, oh. cool. But this ends this whole thing that, personally, I wasn't going to get into until my fraternity brother made me watch it. Went to his dorm, saw all this shit. I was like, so you're really into Game of Thrones? He was like, Here's season one. Go home and watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homework. He's like, you, you right at 10 yeah. he, he, he had seasons one and two right before three came out. So he lent them both to me. 
Now, by the time season three came out, I could just turn on HBO and watch. Yeah, it's great. And we just caught up my sister's boyfriend to it. So we just finished watching season seven again and had to explain to him, by the way, this isn't going to be around for another like two years. Yeah. So, but you know what? It's fine. They set it up really good. It's going to be a really good last season. I don't mind waiting. I'll get over it probably by halfway through this year because I'll forget. And then when they remind us in 2019 that it's coming out that year, that, that's when it'll start getting back to me. But if Brand's first line of the eighth season is, I am the three-eyed raven, he's going to get stabbed. <laughs> that's he's the three-eyed raven one more time. I'm jumping into West yeah. Road. And I'm you, stabbing. You're jump through the TV. I'm jump through that TV and slap that kid in the face. I was as you can tell, as you tell we're, we're huge fans of Game of Thrones. Slightly. Slightly. Very slightly huge fans of Game of Thrones. All right. And your and our last story in mis- miscellaneous news. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hunter, you actually have a photo to queue up. Uh, so, in a movie that I'm not sure who's looking forward to, uh, in, of course, the newly minted Transformers Cinematic Universe, which I know we are all dying with excitement about, uh, has just released a new still Said photo. no one ever. From, they just released a new still photo from their upcoming... Oh, movie. shit! And yep, there it is. That is, of course, Haley Seinfeld with the titular character, Bumblebee, who is finally a VW Beetle. Yeah. Uh, this, this movie, like every movie nowadays, is going to take place in the 80s. Uh... Uh, well, I'll chime in first. I am, um, look, I know Michael Bay is not directing it, and I know it's a different creative team. I know you got Travis Knight, the head of uh, Laika, who directed Kubo on the Two Strings last year, which was amazing. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't care. I've, I have expended all my Transformers, my, all, like, everything I had for Transformers, gone. I don't care anymore. Like, Maybe it's good. If it's good, I'll see it. But if it's if it's any if this franchise is any indication, this is gonna absolutely suck. Uh, RJ. Oh, he's a freaking beetle. Yeah, he basks in the glory of the beetle. I like I I I did not watch Transformer reruns growing up. That was one of the few '80s reruns that I ignored. It'd be like Thundercats. G.I. Joe, and then Transformers came on, and I ignored them. I watched the, like, ones that came out while I was growing up, like Beast Wars and Transformers Armada, Energon, all that. So I actually don't know Bumblebee as well as everybody else does, because he was not part of those. I, I even I, went back and double-checked. I, <laughs> I, I will say, speaking of behalf of just the movies... Bumblebee in these movies oftentimes is probably the most defined character in these things. Mm-hmm. And he knows a word. But I didn't see last night, thank God. I did not waste my money on that. I think yeah, Extinction definitely made me like I'm done wasting my movie um, my money on these movies. Um I still haven't even watched it like out to see what it was about. So I'm I'm not excited about um Bumblebee. Um, I'm excited for Haley Steinfeld. I mean, she's a great actress. She's she's doing a lot of work. So 
Good. That she's I don't getting. Know why, I, this screams, this screams paycheck job to me. I don't know why she's doing this. Maybe she actually found it interesting. Who knows? Maybe she likes the story. Maybe because she gets to drive around in a classic Beetle. Who knows? I'm like, uh, Tell me, yeah, who yeah. would a Transformers movie for the opportunity to ride around in his Camaro form? No. You really wouldn't? I'd do it for the Camaro ride. I really would. I would be Shia LaBeouf. I can ride a Camaro. The guy who climbed the I tree, I'd be that guy. I'd be that guy just to sit uh, in the Camaro. Okay. Haven't seen any Transformers movies in the theaters. Thank God. Have you seen seen period? Any of them period? I have seen the first one. I had fun with it. I seen part of the second one. Absolutely hated it. Turned it off. Haven't watched any since. The third one's actually the third one's not bad. The third one's not bad. I'm all right, I won't be the positive one on this panel. I'm excited. Why? Because, as you point out, Michael Bay's has nothing to do with it. It's a brand new director. It's the director of Kubo and the Two Strings, which I absolutely loved. You have a great actress in Haley Steinfeld. And if done right, if the script is good, and, and as Chance pointed out, Bumblebee has always been the most defined character in those movies. I think he was the best part of most of those movies, the, the two I've seen at least. So... You have a great actress. You have a great director. Michael Bay is far away from this one. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of these. I've seen a lot of these like big blockbuster movies with great, with, like great directors and great actors fail. I've seen these things fail. All oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, if you look at, like, on surface level, maybe it's because I'm not drowned out by having watched all the Transformer movies that you, you know as I said before you have a great director and a great and a great actress who Edge of 17 was a very very well done oh movie. yeah he he was a standout of that movie should have been nominated for an Oscar yep and I think this could work only if the script is good and you know, the story makes sense. Other than that, you know, if it's a great movie, if it develops on her character and we care about Bumblebee, that's all I care about. Maybe it's just me being, you know, optimistic and me not having seen all the Transformer movies. It gets me excited. But I'm excited for this. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'll make a bet right now. If Transformer, if, if the, the Bumblebee movie is good, I will live stream me watching Transformers. I don't know, four or two. You pick the last night. The last night. Oh no, that was that was not as bad. That was not as bad. Okay, as four. okay. Age of Extinction. Okay, four. I, I if, if Bumblebee comes out and it's good, I will I will live stream me watching Age of Extinction. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Oh. That's how little faith I have in this thing. All right. So now we move on, now we move on to our you know our genre, our genre well not our genre finally our, our so uh, you know let's let's start let's take out the trash let's start with DC That's sorry I had to get my dig out the way early. you always do you always do 
Get your shit, get your shit together. And it looks like they might. <laughs> nice segue. Looks like they might because uh, DC has just announced that their their new uh, head of film head of film division it is uh, Walter Hamada who has worked. He's a he's a producer. He's worked on uh, the Conjuring franchise. He was one of the uh, instrumental people behind. <clears throat> excuse me. This year's it. Uh, I think this is a very. I think this is a very good choice because this is a guy who knows how to put together and put together a franchise. Because you look at you look at what he's done with the Conjuring franchise. That's four movies. The the, the four movies those total the budget for those are total to eighty two million dollars, and off of that, one point two billion dollars in revenue, which is a problem. Which making money back is a problem that DC has had the past you know few years. Because look at Justice League, that a movie that on paper is a billion dollars, but in reality crashed and burned. So, uh, let's uh, Hunter. What do you what do you make of a Walter Hamada heading up DC Films now? Now, when you said that name, I didn't know who he was, to be honest. Then he brought his work on The Conjuring and It, which It is one of my top ten favorite movies of this year, of 2017. I absolutely love that movie. I saw it three times in the theaters. I'm excited. As you pointed out, the dude is really good at controlling a budget on a movie, which is something that, one, DC needs, and two, the entire fucking Hollywood needs to learn to do. Control your damn budgets. But, off topic a little bit, but I'm excited. This seems like a first time in a long time I'm excited about what DC's doing outside of the movies. You guys know I love I love Man of Steel. I like PBS, the, the Ultimate Edition. Suicide Squad was probably the weakest of them. Still had some of that movie. I found it as a good popcorn movie. Huh? Understatement of the fucking millennium. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman I thought was freaking fantastic. Justice League, I liked. I liked Justice League. The movie's having a problem with. The studio is what I've been having problems with. And it seems like they're buckling down. Now, are they making uh, this guy like the Kevin Feige of Marvel? Essentially, yes. That's good. You want someone to control over the DC part. And I feel like if someone's connected to DC and their movies and their budget and their actors and whatever, you have a more tight-run schedule and a tight-run crew. I'm excited for this. And you point out all great movies. Conjuring movies were very good. I loved it, so I'm super excited. All right, uh, RJ, thoughts on uh, Walter Hamada now heading up DC Films? All right, so uh, real quick first, just because we keep bringing up this movie, I'm going to send a shout-out again to Studio ADI because they also made its costume. They made it. Nice. nice. They, said, they said it was really cool act, uh, interacting with the uh, director. They said he was one of the most hand-on directors they ever worked with in designing the costume. They actually had it on display in their studio. It scared the shit out of me because it was around the corner and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> now let me have a drink of water before it I talk about it. <clears throat> Y'all doing the exact same shit. Y'all ain't fixing shit. 
I don't care who this guy is. This is the exact same talk we all had when Jeff Johns was going to take over. Then when the guy after him took over, this was the exact same talk everybody was talking. DC needs to stop trying to put someone below them and realize that their higher-ups are the problem. It is not the people they keep putting in charge of DC. It is them. They're the ones who come in and try to bullshit all the movies. They're the ones who get scared every time a movie doesn't do good. It's them. What's the one movie that had the best success? Wonder Woman. Why? Because they let Patty Jenkins do her thing. It wasn't John's. It wasn't the other guy. And it's definitely not this new guy. It was because they said, let's let the director make the movie they want to make. And it worked. And now what are they doing again? They're doing the exact same bullshit and trying to put someone in charge of everything. Y'all are not Marvel. Stop trying to be Marvel. You know what works for y'all, WB? Letting your directors do what they want to do. Just get <laughs> directors who want to make good movies and let them do it. Y'all already dug yourself a hole that y'all can't come back from. You jumped the gun with Batman v Superman and you're paying for it because you can't go back. You can't reboot this shit. You've made too many promises and now you got to keep it. Stop putting someone in a position that everyone else will blame when it's really your fault. Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, first of all. Ah! <laughs> first of all, RJ, are you okay? Don't die on us, dude. Yeah, you okay? I'm, just, ah, I'm so done with what? DC. I'm just, I want these movies to be good. I want to enjoy a DC movie every time I go see it. And ah! Okay, well, I think, to counterpoint you just brought up, the difference between <coughs> John's and, the difference between John's, the other guy, and Walter Hamada. Walter Hamada is someone who has experience working on films. Jeff Johns had never That's worked fine. on because he was working mainly in comics and TV. And his, his most film, his, the most film experience he had before becoming the head of DC Films was Green Lantern, which was an absolute pile of crap, as I'm assuming you know. Which, but which because you know Green Lantern is very hero and all. The other guy also never worked on a huge franchise. Walter Hamada is someone who has demonstrated that he knows how to construct franchises. Like he knows how to he knows how to start something successful, like with the conjuring. And he know and also with it. Like this dude I feel like this dude knows what he's doing. And I feel like he'll come in, he'll focus he'll focus up the ship and he'll get the and you know. I mean here, here's my thing with that though. I gotta say it real quick. Everyone keeps talking about how he does the conjuring and it. Yeah, yeah. when those movies were actually being made I never heard this dude's name. We talked about Juan and we talked about Musietti. I never heard this dude's name. Well, because he was a producer, and like if you if you read if you read about this guy, one of the most instrumental people in getting it actually you know to the screen was Walter Hamada. Now let me bring up a point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the Conjuring series and it also WB? Yeah, it's all WB. Okay. That actually ups my excitement level a little bit because WB let the dude – how do you say his name? I'm sorry. Walter Hamada. Yes. They let Walter take it. They let him take, you know, the Conjuring series, and they didn't force him, and they didn't use their higher power 
to manipulate everything like they're doing with the DCU now. I feel like with this guy in charge of DC, that they're, they're going to let him be in charge, especially with the track record. I mean, as you know, Chance brought up, it made shit tons of money. Yeah. On a low budget. So did the Conjuring movies. Shit tons of money. Money talks. And I feel like... I feel like he's made so much money for the studio that the studio is going to give him some freedom to control DC the way he sees fit. And I hope you guys are right. I really do. Also, he's also interested in someone who can let filmmakers make his thing. Because like Andre, like Andre Machete. uh, Andre and Andy Machete. Andy Machete. With, um, you know, it and James Wan, who he he has worked with before. Mm -hmm. just that James Wan clearly very comfortable with. I feel like he's going to be that, that guy who can let filmmakers do their thing. So I'm optimistic for Walter Hamada. Mm-hmm. So uh, we already talked about, we already talked about a little bit, but Wonder Woman, uh, Patty Jenkins was, uh, you know, she was talking about, she didn't want to get too much about, about Wonder Woman 2, but she's hinting at the fact that Wonder Woman 2 will be completely different than the first one. Which, uh, Hunter, what do you make of these comments? What, what, do you, what, do you, what direction do you think this movie's going to go? Um... Well, as a sequel, I want it to be different than the first one. I don't want to see a rehash on the second one. Oh, the first one. Uh, Patrick is coming back, I believe, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, again, I'm excited. The direction, I'm not sure. Last time I heard uh, one of them was place in the 70s. I think it was the 80s. The 80s. So you could do a lot of cool stuff. You could do a lot of uh, interesting stuff for that time period. Maybe we'll see some Cold War stuff mixed in there. I don't know, but I'm excited with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman 2. Okay, uh, RJ, any thoughts on Wonder Woman 2? Oh, God, rant time. No, I'm okay. No, no I'm good. Now nah, we're good. Oh, well... Okay, I'm not going to rant about it, but I'm a little concerned about continuity issues when it comes to Woman and Woman 2. Just because in Justice League and in Batman v Superman, she says she walked away from the world of men 100 years ago. So what the hell are you doing there in the 80s? Obviously, that was like 30 years ago. What are you talking about? You walked away 100 years ago. But I digress. Besides that, I like that she's like, I want to make it a different movie because that is the right way to go. Like, not to keep making the comparisons, I apologize to all the people who want to take offense to this, but look to me, because this this is the best film franchise in Marvel, look what Captain America did. You went from First Avenger to Winter Soldier, two completely different movies that serve the character very well. And because of their similarities in, like, how their heroes out of time, Wonder Woman will probably benefit from that, from a movie that just takes it in a totally different direction. What direction they're going to go, I don't know. Because, I, like I said, I am a superhero fan, but I am not a comic book fan. So I am not as familiar with Wonder Woman's villains, villainesses, whatever, as other people are. I really only know Cheetah. Yeah, and especially with the setup of them wanting to do, with what they said of spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Justice League and you're watching this, 
that the setup with Lex Luthor and Deathstroke saying we're going to get a league together of our own. Justice League. It's always Cheetah. Yeah. It's always Cheetah who's opposite Wonder Woman. So I'm like, to me, what I feel like is happening is everyone's villains are going to get introduced in their individual movies. And to me, the perfect end credit scenes for all of those is Lex Luthor talking to those villains. Yeah. So I just, I, like I said, I don't know enough about Wonder Woman to know where they could go. I just, I really don't know. But I'm excited by what she says. I'm excited she's back. We know, I mean, we hope that because of her track record, WB's going to do exactly the same thing again and be like, you got this, girl. They will. You go do your thing, and we'll all benefit. And then there was silence. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was, I, was trying, I was trying to unmute, unmute my mic. But okay, here we go. So yeah, Wonder Woman 2. Uh, I'm optimistic. I, I don't love Wonder Woman much in most people. I do think it is a very... I do think it's a good film. I will concede that point. I mean, for me, but that's just me personally. I'm hearing a Two. lot of echo from you, Chance. For me? Yeah. Um, it's not echo. I don't know why. It's yeah. more of like static when it, whenever you talk. Maybe not microphone. Uh, give, me, give me two seconds. All right. Ah uh, crap! I, I hate I hate doing things live. You can have this out. Right? We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. Fix this, but bottom line. It did damage DC's demonstrated that this is the only property they have that works. Patty Jenkins has a vision for you do it and you let her go. Okay, cool. All right, that's it. Now we have some news from uh, Shazam. Shazam! A quote from Zachary, who quotes playing Shazam, saying that. <laughs> That this movie will be quote unquote Superman, and that he and he's also hinting at a possible cameo from this franchise's savior, Hunter. What do you have to say about Zachary Levi's comments? I'm sorry, I didn't hear his comments. You kept breaking up on me. And that this movie will be a mix of Big and Superman. And there will be a possible one woman cameo. Um, he said a mix. He said a mix of Big meets Superman, and then with a Wonder Woman cameo, possibly. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting comparison, Big and Superman. Um, I can like see it. Um, I'm excited, man. I mean, I keep saying that, but Shazam is one of those properties where, if done right, you can have a great series of movies. Especially if they bring in Black Adam, played by The Rock, which, you know, incredible, incredible. Um, yeah, dude, uh, Wonder Woman makes an appearance. Even better. I love Wonder Woman. I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, hope, fingers crossed for this movie. I hope it's good. 
All right, uh, RJ. Yeah, Shazam's one of the movies I'm actually really excited to see. Um, I love the concept of the character. He's one of the few comic book characters that, um, you know, he's just one of the lesser superheroes that gained a lot of fame more recently because of the uh, newer Justice League cartoons and because of uh, Injustice Gods Among Us kind of brought his character back into light. And um, Zachary Levi, I personally thought was perfect casting. Me too. He, most of his character is basically a little boy trapped in a giant man's body. Um, the idea of Big meets Superman, yeah, totally works. Like, who, yeah, it does. Who wouldn't? It, it works perfectly. And if you actually know the lore of Shazam, <laughs> Wonder Woman making a cameo makes the most sense even more than Superman because his powers come from Greek mythology. So it makes sense that she would make a cameo. I mean, no, this is because they got the one woman everything now. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, but like I said, because of his lore, it makes sense for her to be the one to interact with him first. She's the daughter of Zeus. The Z in his name stands for Zeus. So it makes sense that they would interact in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad he's excited about it. A lot of people don't know it about him, but he's a huge comic book nerd himself. So I can't wait to see what this movie puts out. Honestly, right behind Aquaman, it's probably my most anticipated DC oh, movie coming up. You can ask Chance. I'm super I'm super excited for Aquaman to come out. Yeah, I'm waiting for Aqua Bro. That's what I call Jason Momoa. He's Aqua Bro. <laughs> Aqua Bro. Yeah, because he ain't fighting. He's tailgating. Uh, I don't know. I'm pe I'm planning on hearing news of the Batman. See who's playing him, but in the Batman though it's been movie. But behind that, Aquaman. All right, let's head over to some Marvel news. Uh, this is after this happened today. Trailer for Black Panther, which comes out of course February of this year. Let the white guy go first. Uh, Hunter. <laughs> I'm the white guy, apparently, but, uh, Black Panther, man, the trailers have been super sick, and this one is no different, man. I absolutely am super excited for this movie. The one problem I have is it looks like it's kind of doing what Iron Man 1 was doing, which I brought up before when we talked about the trailer. It looks like just a carbon copy, an evil copy of... You know, our hero. You know, you have Black Panther, you have evil Black Panther. You have Iron Man, you have evil Iron Man. You have uh, Ant-Man, you have uh, the yellow jacket, which is pretty much the evil version of Ant-Man. Um, that's really the only issue, and, you know, it's a nitpick. I love all the actors involved, but that's just the one nit nitpick that I keep bringing out of it is, it just seems like a carbon copy of what those movies have done. Alright. Uh, I will go next. I thought this trailer, like every trailer, and maybe speaking from the African-American perspective, it's nice to see. I feel like, I think I said this before, I think this is going to have the same impact for the African-American community that Wonder Woman had for the, for the woman community. Yeah, this black guy is a very important figure in just in pop culture in general. He's a very huge one of 
first black superheroes to have, you know, to have to be taken seriously. Brian Coogler, quote is saying, this is the most personal movie to date. I trust anything. And I'm, as one of my most anticipated movies of next year, does whatever you have done me so far. I just want to get to February. I want to get to Black History Month. This movie. <laughs> All right, RJ. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear a chance. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep calm, but I can't even begin to express how excited I am for this movie. This this is one of the first times that I have not wanted to skip the movie before an Avenger movie. Like, I'm not like, can we just get through February and get to May? Like, I want February to come. I'm just. I mean, Black Panther stole the show in Civil War, and I mean, ever since these trailers dropped, ever since we saw that concept art at Comic-Con, it's just, it just looks to be a, a really good, well put together, very well, God, what's the word for it? <laughs> It just looks beautiful. It looks like it's just going to be beautiful to watch in general. The the colors, the yeah. the color palettes he's decided on, the scenery they've created, whether it's by practical effects or CG, everything looks awesome. And I can't wait to see what Chadwick Boseman does with this character <laughs> when he is leading the film. From what I can tell so far, he's going to freaking kill it. I mean, oh, yeah. we've, we've seen him carry a film in in forty two. We've seen him do it in Get On Up, and I can't wait to see him do it as uh, T'Challa. Um, I see what you're saying about the whole, like, the thing with the villain being his exact opposite, but, uh, I mean, that's just what villains are. Let's let's be honest. Comic yeah. book villains. But, I mean, there's, there's other ways you can do it besides having him wear a different version of the costume. Right. I'll give you that. Like, that's like fair. The Joker and Batman. But, yeah. um... Yeah, I, I like the idea when they originally were going to like actually have him, the villain was going to be Man-Ape, but yeah. then they decided to add him to the story. Like, he's not really the main villain, but he is an antagonist. He's also someone vying for the throne. Yeah. But, um... Let me bring up I mean, Hold on, go ahead. Yeah, but, um... I like his golden outfit. I can't wait to see them throw down. I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure that's probably going to be arguably one of the top Marvel fight scenes that's going to be out there. I mean, until Infinity War comes out, unfortunately, because that's probably going to blow everything out of the water, even Civil War. But, um, yeah, I just can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm, I'm enjoying all the characters from what I see in the trailers. The story looks like it's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I'm going to buy my tickets. I just want to bring up the fact that I love that we saw um, Martin Freeman. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Martin yeah. Freeman. And why am I forgetting the dude's name? Caesar. Andy Circus. Andy Circus sitting together in one scene. That was awesome. And not arguing over the precious? Yes, and not arguing over <laughs> the precious. <laughs> I know it's the second time. I'm talking about just like the actors. Yeah. 
I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm just pointing it out. The second time Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman have shared screen time. Yep. And and that that uh, Gollum scene is the best scene in the Hobbit trilogy. Nope. That was the wrong answer. Oh, we can talk about Hobbit later. That is the wrong answer. Right, well, Black Panther news. Uh, it was announced earlier, I believe it was last week. Uh, Ken, Grammy Award winning rapper Kendrick Lamar produced and curates a soundtrack for Black Panther. That's for Black Panther. Uh, RJ, what, what, do you want to give your thoughts on this? Who, me or RJ? Yeah, no, you, you answer. You answer. Ah, one of my favorite rappers today, Kendrick Lamar, man, he could do no wrong. And I love the fact that they're going back to making original songs for movies now. It's not just, you know, current hits, new hits. No, he sat down, he made music, he made rap songs based on Black Panther and the character. I'm super excited for it. I heard the first song dropped last week. I gotta go listen to it. I get Kendrick Lamar's one of my favorite artists going today. All right, RJ. Uh, yeah, I'm not really big on rap and everything, but you know what? Good for Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can really say about it. Like the the soundtrack. If if we're including the songs that they've already used in the trailers, good stuff. Give us more. Make an original song. I'm down with it. Right on, right on. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar is phenomenally talented, dude. He's a he's a he's a creative he's a creative master. He's one of the he's one of the best rappers working today. What he does in this environment, what he does for this film, and just do something spectacular. Bitch, be humble. Sit, down. Panther, be humble. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, our last story to Marvel, both the same thing, show has just been renewed for a second season. That will be the uh, Runaways on Hulu, the Runaways on Hulu, and uh, the Gifted on Fox. I have not seen the Gifted, but I have started the Runaways, and I do think I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, uh, uh Renee, what's up, with Renee? But either of these shows. So. Um, I enjoy Runaways more. Uh, that's the show I was like waiting for it. Like Runaways was actually the reason I got a Hulu. I was like, I need to watch this show. I need, I need to have access to the show to watch it. I haven't actually read the comics, but a long time ago I did research on them and I thought their story was awesome. Like it was the first team of teen superheroes that I was like, okay, but we're not just people's sidekicks. It's not something like that where, and like some of them, it's not even really like powers they have. It's it's the things they can do themselves and what they do with it. Like, spoiler alert, Chase making his fisticons. But the show's really good. Yes, it has that teen drama feel like Riverdale that a lot of people are tired of. But the underlying story, I I really enjoy, especially the fact that in the actual comics, if you read them, their parents are evil. Like, it, like ridiculously evil. 
But in this show, they kind of did the whole thing like we're 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 not being evil because we want to be, we're being evil because we are forced to be. I kind of like that aspect more to it. Um, I enjoy watching the parents just as much as I enjoy watching the kids. Um, we got one more episode this season to still drop, I believe, tomorrow. Or actually, probably even right now, it already dropped. I'm going to check that while you guys are talking about it. <laughs> I'll real quick, because it is Tuesday officially. So I'm going to check asking. episode uh, already dropped. So, Hunter, have you seen either Runaways or The Gifted? Okay, Runaways, I haven't started yet. I heard great things about it. I just, with so many shows you have to watch and review and... It, it gets tiring trying to watch a lot of TV shows, but I'm definitely going to give it a try. I finished half of The Gifted, and it is so good. I love The Gifted. I didn't really watch Legion that much. I, after the first episode, I just I was so confused. I couldn't get into it. The Gifted was a show where from the get-go, you know what's going on. It's got good Easter eggs for the comic fans. It doesn't force it down your throat. It's got this family, and you relate to that family. And I want to finish the rest of the Gifted, and then I'll probably go and binge watch um, the Runaway. Right on. Newsflash: Episode ten is up already. So, Hunter, you can now binge the entire season. There you go. Yes. And I know what I'm doing. Now move on. New stories from a galaxy far, far away. That's why we're talking Star Wars. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Sorry, but after three, but after about three weeks of release, crossed one billion dollars. It's fantastic. Well, people who know me know I flash Jedi. Call second viewing. Generous enough to put this at number three, but I don't think it will. I do. I think it's the best Star Wars movies. I think it's a phenomenal pick of the year 2017. I will think of Star Wars the last Jedi. I can't. I can't tell. I know the polarizing movie, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I knew why. It's a great film, and I do think it deserves. All, I do think it deserves the billion dollars that it's getting. Thoughts on The Last Jedi and hitting a billion dollars in about three weeks. Me or RJ, so I can hear you. Sure, Hunter. Um, congratulations, Star Wars Last Jedi, for reaching a billion dollars, man. Um, I saw this movie twice in theaters, which is something I almost never do. I've seen the movie once. I'm good, you know. I'll wait for it to come on DVD. But there was so much stuff that I had to go back and rewatch. And have to catch. But I went back twice to see it. Once by myself. Once my brother. I love this movie. I don't care what anybody says. The Star Wars purists out here. This is one of the best Star Wars movies I've ever seen. It deserves all the acclaim. All the money. It is such a great movie. Alright. I hear already written this to you. Arj, what do you have to say about Star Wars Last Jedi? Oh no, sorry, that was actually a cough. <laughs> but um let's before I say anything, let me remind people. Here's Chance as a Star Wars fan. Here's RJ. Like, let me just remind everybody of that. I enjoy the movies, could probably care less about the lore. 
Now, with that being said, I went to go see Last Jedi at 3 o'clock in the morning. Purely to avoid spoilers. I, I wasn't that desperate to see it. I was just not going to go the entire weekend avoiding Facebook to not see something I didn't want to see. <coughs> it was a good movie. I'm not surprised at all in a red past a billion. Good for them. But here's where everyone's going to hate me. Jar Jar is awesome. The little kid Anakin was not that bad. The battle scene in Attack of the Clones is awesome. All those Jedi showing up was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And there's there's one more thing that I know I usually upset people with, but um, I don't know. All I know is. RJ, you broke my heart with the, with the Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks sucks. I like it. It's hilarious. Oh, my. He's racist as a motherfucker. Makes me laugh. Well, you know, we, we can have a whole discussion about Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. But that's, that's for another day. All right. Like, don't get me wrong. I won't defend uh, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Y'all can hate him if you want. I just don't mind the guy. <laughs> well... I don't think he deserved the fate that he apparently got. <laughs> no. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, let's oh, move yeah. on. We, our last three stories in Star Wars are, are all from, of course, Solo, a Star Wars story, the standalone Han Solo picture. First one is that uh, John Williams is apparently coming back to do the main theme for the movie. I don't know if he's doing the whole score, but he's definitely doing the main theme. idea because John Williams, of course, in the Star Wars, as far as Star Wars music goes, uh, dude, I, my eyes can do no wrong. I love as a composer, as, as, a mus as a musical mind, and as a film composer. So, uh, RJ, thoughts on John Williams coming back to the score for Han Solo? Woohoo! <laughs> Sorry, like, I, I, I understand. John Williams is very important to the Star Wars universe. I understand. He's a great composer, he made a lot of great music. I'm not surprised. Like, they're trying to save Han Solo. They're going to do whatever they can to save Han Solo. So, woohoo for them. I, I, I'm I still debating whether I'm going to go see Han Solo. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to see it. I, I might see it simply uh, because I like the kid. Or he's not a kid. He's actually older than me. But I like the dude playing Han. I enjoy him. And Donald Glover is also in the movie. Huh? Yeah. Glover is also in the movie. Yeah, with her big old eyebrows. What the fuck? Uh, all right, and uh, Hunter. Uh, yeah, as I already said, not surprised, but I'm going to do more than just say, woohoo. But, um, great. You're going to add a we in there? Huh? You're going to add a we? Wee! <laughs> but, um,. John Williams, man, you can't go wrong with him. You can't go wrong with that Star Wars theme. Or if he decides to create a new theme for Han Solo, even better. I don't care. I'm excited for Han Solo to come out. Okay, what anybody says, it's got a stacked cast. It's Han Solo. It's the Han Solo story. Um, I'm excited, man. I'll definitely right. be, be seeing it in theaters. 
If he makes an original score for Han, that score better be entitled Scruffy Nerf Herder. Scruffy Nerf Herder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the name of Han Solo's original score. Scruffy Nerf Herder. Scruffy Nerf Herder. Hashtag Scruffy Nerf Herder. All right, our next story. Christian Bale was giving, was giving an interview, and he revealed that he was actually in talks to play the role that Woody Harrelson got, uh, ultimately got in Han Solo. But, you know, he said that ultimately it didn't work out because of scheduling conflicts, but he hopes that talks will resume. So, it's, it's that Christian Bale wants to be in a Star Wars movie. Your thoughts on that? Um, as I always say on this show, I'm going to bring it up again, can't go wrong with great talent. There's nothing wrong with adding great talent, and Christian Bale is a great actor. He's a great talent. The dude wants to do a Star Wars movie, let him do a Star Wars movie. He is going to act his ass off in that movie. All right. RJ. I can't see him being the character that they're planning for Woody Harrelson just because, like, I can't imagine – I can't imagine Christian Bale being an older Han, like like the guy who made Han the way he is. I just Christian don't Bale doesn't really work. Because he doesn't look that old. No, no, even because of his age, I just don't see it. Just like I, I've seen a lot of his movies, and I just I don't like him when he tries to be like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm chill, like I do what I want. Nah, he's he's very he does stoic very well. So, like, when he does eventually do a Star Wars movie, he needs to be, like, an old Sith Lord or something. Yeah. Or, like, if they finally make that Bounty Hunter movie, hell, I'd put his name in the hat for Cat Bane. That's a good pick. I, I'd, I'd put his name in the ring, definitely, or at least to be a Bounty Hunter. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, I will go next. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale, he's not just a good actor. He is a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. Someone who well, every time he gets a new role <coughs> what kind of th- what he would do for a Star Wars movie. Very interesting dynamic to the franchise, and I hope to see him in a Star Wars movie at some point because like, there's no denying that. All right, and our last story is uh, Donald Glover. We're talking about the new season of Atlanta asked about the Han Solo movie and where he was quoted as saying that changed and that Ron was really well, and that Ron Howard very good job of steering the ship into you know of just apparently writing the ship a great movie which my biggest takeaway from this is because I had a huge amount of talk about it they had when they had Lord and Miller on with the fact that they had two directors Know, kind of disagreeing on stuff. Whereas now we have one, we have one director. We're just Ron Howard. Just he's making all the decisions. He's saying we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Kind of need that singular vision. So I think it, this makes me kind of hopeful. I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical. It's gonna be good. I have no reason to not think that's because Disney, as far as Star Wars, has not let me down yet. Do not look forward to this movie. Uh, I I think it's going to turn out all right. Uh, RJ. Um, I don't know. Every time I hear Donald Glover, all I think of is Lion King. So it's hard to remember that he's actually young Lando Calrissian too. 
But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to hear. I mean, it's it's hard to really accept it just because not that I say a lot of people do it, but it kind of sounds like one of those like, look, if anyone asks you about what happened when Ron came on, this is kind of what you should say. It kind of felt a little like that to me. Not that I'm saying he's lying, but there may be some things he's not talking about. So, but you know what? I I, I really want a trailer. Like it's <laughs> that movie comes out in May. We haven't seen shit. I bet like, we'll get a trailer soon. I'm thinking Super Bowl. I'm assuming that's what they're saving it for. Possibly. Yeah. Possible. But when's, Matt, when's celebration this year? Huh? When's celebration this year? May. Oh, is it May this year? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, no, no. They're definitely not. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if celebration is before Han Solo. I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a special screening of Han Solo at celebration. Yeah. I would think they would do it. But, and, um, uh, sorry. yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Han Solo. Hunter, your uh, thoughts on Han Solo? Um, Donald Glover, man, uh, great actor. I've watched him in Community, which I absolutely love that show. Um, I also listened to his rap career as Charles Gambino. Loved his music. Um, Again, I'm going to kind of agree with RJ in the fact that it does seem like the studio was like, hey, you know, if if anyone asks, you know, everything's good. But I do feel like he actually does believe that. He actually does feel like Ron Howard is doing a great job of steering the ship and keeping things on schedule and making a great movie. I do believe that. I just feel like the studio was like, don't say anything negative while you're out there. Try to keep that hidden. But uh, I'm excited for Han Solo. As I said before, Donald Glover is a really good actor. Um, Ron Howard's a great director. The only issue I do have is there was two directors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that's going to mix. I do feel like it, it will do well. But, you know, we'll see. Simba. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and with that, Hunter, close out the show. All right, guys. Um, before we leave, um, RJ, since you are our guest, you uh, you want to plug anything? Um, yeah. Um, so as most of y'all know, on Film Nerd TV, we didn't get to do it a lot, but we do have a Let's Talk Anime. We're gonna be coming back this year, stronger than ever. Sometimes it's hopefully. Yes. And then um, also, for those of you who are fans of Full Metal Trivia, uh, we got a very special match coming up that will involve me. I don't know when we're going to do it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Why Power Ranger Iron Man match. Now. It's kind of funny. And um, all I got to say about that is, <coughs> if you freaking asked for it, then you, you – you you don't realize who these guys writing the questions are. They're not Power Ranger fans. 
They are going to make the deepest cuts of these questions. And you already hate Jeremy's question writing. Do you realize what he's going to do to you with Power Rangers? All right, Chance. Go ahead. Show, well, yeah. First of all, second show, one question writer is a Power Rangers. Is a power, uh, yeah, yeah, Full Metal Trivia. And check out my YouTube channel, Chance the Critic on YouTube. And, of course, if you guys enjoy this content, including the nerd news, including all the re uh, trailer reactions, the reviews, the trivia, we do a lot of shit on here, guys. Um, hit that like button. Subscribe to Filmnar TV below. Hit that bell to be notified, which is something I'm starting to say now. And check out Patreon, patreon.com slash TV, and join the nerd squad. All right, guys. I'm Hunter. That's RJ. That's Chance, and we'll see you guys soon. Peace.